Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and with the beating of my old tap tail heart, welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realms, the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone Van Helsing with me all the way from the East Bridgewater Triangle <laughs> is the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening. How are you? Outstanding. Outstanding in your field. Yeah. With your paper cut. Anyways, (laughs) we've got a great great show today. I had a break up. Come on. Excuse me? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, So we have a pretty good show today. Uh, We have somebody who actually I had found by looking at a different site and came across him and uh this guy's been around for almost well i was going to say almost as long as me but i'm not talking about age i'm talking about experience what? and he's far more experienced than me he's 150 years old like you what impossible why don't you listen anyways yeah. i said more experience than me and he is uh none other then, what the hell's his name? Oh, here it is. Uh, Douglas M. Conahan. Doug, are you there? Hey, Roy. Um, yeah, Ron. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Ron. Um, <laughs> oh, Ron, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, Doug. <laughs> and I know your name, Ann. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. So, yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I appreciate uh you have me on the show, and uh, look forward to uh, to uh, chatting it up with you for about an hour or so. Right. So, anyways, uh, I came across you because I received a uh, like or a, a request for a like for a, a uh, page, which was called the Haunted Old Courthouse in Jail Lockdown Investigation, O Town, Jackson, California, and. I had really never heard of this location before, and it looked kind of interesting, so I wanted to find out more. So I messaged you, and then I found out uh, not only about the jail, but also about uh, you. And uh, I understand, even by some of the links you sent us, that you're going to be even coming up in our neck of the woods uh, to the uh, Quincy, to the USS Salem. Oh yes, that's right. That's in uh, July, July thirteenth. Yes. I have a uh, a little paranormal event that I'm putting on out there with the, the USS um, Salem, the Sea Witch. I'm very excited uh-huh. about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Actually, Anna and I have done a couple of radio shows from there, and, uh, and I've also investigated it myself. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool ship, and it's got lots of uh, stories to it. And the 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 odd thing. Do you remember what happened last time we were there, and when we we came across that the the thing on the wall? I do, I do. That was the freakiest thing. 
and we were we'd gone to uh it's like a little i don't even know what it was like a boardroom mm-hmm. kind of place and uh we're in there and we're we're just before we were doing the show i look over on the wall and here's an old cross stitch sampler hanging on the wall and it has the it's actually the uh outro to our to our radio show well to all our shows you know, from ghoulies to ghosties and things that go bump in the night, deliver us a award. Yeah, it's a Scottish uh, And it was embroidered on this sampler hanging on the wall. I'm like, Ron, look at this. (laughs) That was crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And the way out of the show, we we have, I've been playing it for 20 years, actually. And the person who recorded it is actually passed. So (gasps) it's the voice. Yeah. So it's a true voice from beyond. He's got a great voice too. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'll tell you yeah, that yeah. much. So, anyways, enough of this. Let's let's talk to Doug. So, uh, Doug, let's start with the the. I knew you got a lot of stuff, and I want to talk to you about. But let's start with the uh, haunted old uh, courthouse and jail. Uh, give us a little bit of history about the place and what you're doing there. Okay. Well, <clears throat> uh, originally this was built just a little bit about Jackson, California. It was right in the middle of the mother load. Back in the 1849s, when when the gold mining era started up, and it's right smack dab in the middle of it. Um, so it was started out as a just a, a cow pasture and grew into a, a big mining town. Um, now with all these people coming in, they needed some sort of of um, you know uh, law and order, if you will, back in the mm-hmm. old west, back nice. here in California. So. Um, they built a two-story wooden uh, building back in 1855 and proclaimed that as being their, um, now that's their courthouse and, and uh, the county jail. So um, a couple years later, in uh, 1862, uh, the burn, building burnt down to the ground. So they, uh, they erected <laughs> a two-story brick building in 1863, and what they did from that point was just kept adding on, adding on, and adding on. Uh, they built a, um, a sister building, if you will, right next to it, almost a duplicate to the original uh, building. Um, they decided that later on down the road, they didn't like that. So in 1983, mm-hmm. they um, basically what they had was an alley between these buildings. So they wanted to, to bring these buildings together, make it all one building. So this alleyway was, was filled in, and they started erecting um, uh, the bricks, whatnot, and, and bringing this all together as one. And it remained that way up until 1939, when they decided they wanted to redo the whole outside in an Art Deco style. So mm-hmm. taking this beautiful, I don't know why they wanted to do that, <laughs> because yeah. the building as it, as it was, the historical building was a beautiful, beautiful three-story brick building. Um, now, I guess if you're into art uh, deco, then this building's beautiful as well. But I personally, I love the older buildings. I would have loved to have seen it as it was back in the day. But mm-hmm. um, now it is a, uh, it's an art deco style building. It was the uh, again county courthouse and jail uh, for Alameda. Or I'm sorry for um, Amador County, um, and 
up until 2007. So for 160 some odd years, 150 some odd years, uh, this building has served this county um, for all that time. It's, even though they, they kept uh, building onto it and all the structure going around it, um, they never, it's never moved from its spot from day one. It's always sure. been on the exact same location. And they say that location's everything, right? Location, right. location, right. location. Right. Forgot. Absolutely. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, <laughs> so this place has uh, uh, been abandoned. Actually, not really abandoned, but no, it's been um, not used for anything uh, since uh, 2007. Yeah. Uh, a gentleman that actually also owns the National Hotel, a national landmark uh, here in Jackson, California, um, had, oh, bought this building as well. And he had it basically, he didn't know what to do with it. So um, from time to time, people would come to him and say, hey, you know, can we explore that building? Is it okay? And he let some people in, you know, a little, a little at a time and let them look around and, and uh, you know, hang out for a couple hours uh, after hours. And um, these people come out and going, wow, this is a place that's very active, very haunted. Uh, a lot of activity in there, a lot of things going on. Um, but it was a pretty much kept secret. Nobody really knew anything about it. I mean, mm-hmm. right down the, I don't know if you've heard of Preston Castle. In I own California, it's a very famous uh, haunted location. Um, mm-hmm. That place is, I mean, there's people lined up for miles to go in there and investigate <laughs> it. And uh-huh. this place is, you know, 10 miles down the road, nobody's ever heard of it. Right. And these are the, these are the jewels. These are the jewels. When... Oh, yeah. You get into a place that has not been overran and has not been abused, basically. Um, right. And it, as it was when they shut the door the last time, uh, these are really the, the spots that are absolutely amazing. So, um, actually, I had put on a paranormal um, event last November in Jackson. We call it the Mother Low Paracon. And um, I was looking for places to, um, after the event, after hours, to do investigations. Um, And a a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you check out the courthouse? I hear it's pretty active. I go, I've never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like you guys. I never heard of it. What, what, where, how? So he got me in touch with the the gentleman that had the keys, and we talked about it, and Went in there and looked at it, and it was like, this place is beautiful. It's wow. perfect. Nice. And you got the, the old courthouses, the judges' chambers, and then down below you got the jail cells, uh, isolation cells, and holding tanks, and it. it's, it's, it's got everything you can imagine. Always um, a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, so mm-hmm. they had already, so they, they just obviously they moved the jail and the courthouse somewhere else. Right. So they built, a, yeah, in 2007. They, yeah, bought, they, uh, they, they had some more property there in okay. the county and uh, and built the, uh, the courthouse and the sheriff's department and the jail uh, not too far down the road, about a mile oh, and a half down the road. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so we were allowed to go in there last November uh, during our paranormal conference and, and actually have do investigations in there. And everybody walked out of that place with just an awe. Mm-hmm. It's like I haven't been in a location that has been this active in a long, long time. So, oh, cool. um, 
So I uh, took a took a kind of a, a leap of faith and and went to the owner that owned it. And I said, you know what? I would like to be able to do you know weekly or you know a couple times a month or whatever investigations mm-hmm. here. Bring some people in and and you know and give them uh, a lockdown and for five, six, seven hours and and uh, allow them to experience those kind of things that we're experiencing. That's great. That's great. And he says, he says, here, Doug, here's the keys. He says, you enjoy yourself. (laughs) And it's like, man, yeah, like, yippee. So, uh, yeah, so I've just, just started uh, putting the website together and just now started booking uh, for investigations, private or group investigations in mm-hmm. there. And um, it's slowly but surely people are getting the, you know, the word out. And um, um, I think once we, uh, people go in there and experience um, what I've experienced and other people have been in there so far, um, uh, they'll be lined up around the block to come awesome. out and check it out. We- so. I put the uh, the link on our uh, Next Generation page, and it's got some – if you go into photos, you can see some of the pictures in the interior and some of the other stuff in mm-hmm. there. And uh, it's it's a it's a it looks like a pretty cool place. Uh, you know, I've never been there, so I, I can't test for sure, but uh, it looks pretty cool. And uh, have you – as far as stories of haunting, are there ones that – are there legends or anything associated with it? Well, that's that's the beauty of this place in itself. These are things we're going to have to explore. That's, that's mm-hmm. one reason why I wanted to get in here and be able to um, explore, uh, like firsthand, what's been right. what's happening here. I mean, we have uh, county records and things of that nature, of you know, the courthouse records and stuff, who was mm-hmm. in there and, and and why they were in there and things of that nature. So we're going to be doing some. Um, you know, some background checks and stuff of that nature. But mm-hmm. um, I love to go in, just like you didn't want me to tell you about myself when we first mm-hmm. talked <laughs> talk this morning. I right. like to go in to places like this and learn firsthand myself. I don't like that's planting good, seeds. That's the good thing about it, uh, Doug, is, is that, you, unfortunately, with so many of these uh, paranormal, I call them tourist traps. Uh, you go in there, they already have all the stories published. They always have the things on it. So people go in expecting to see this, this, and that. And no matter what activity they have, they're going to automatically uh, associate it to uh, whatever stories they've heard about the place. Uh, we, we've always called that a, a famous ghost syndrome, but uh, it, it, that's what it is. If you don't have a, if you have a clean slate, it's it's kind of really intriguing, and and you build it up after a while, you you get the whole story behind it. Yeah, exactly, and and hopefully from the spirit's own mouth, so to speak. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and, and I know exactly what you what you mean, Ron. I mean, when we go into um, doing investigations at, at either what I call these places, fun locations, or actual, you know. Um, actual um, uh, hauntings that that are, you know, in residentials or, or whatever, where people yeah. are, are in need of help. Um, you know, you'll go in there and somebody will say, you know, there's a little girl named Sarah, you know, that's standing in the corner. And all right. night long, you'll have people not moving in from that corner, trying mm-hmm. to get Sarah 
to interact. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't tell me a whole lot about what's going on and where right. it's going on. I want to go in there and figure it out myself. Yeah. Draw your own conclusions. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. This sounds great. So you, you go in at eight o'clock at night and you're there till 3 a.m. Sweet. Wow. Yes. Past my bedtime. Yep. That's I know. Right. I like. I'd get to be about. <laughs> I'd get to like midnight and be like, ah, I'm ready for my jammies. But uh... <laughs> yeah, that, now we go to lockdown. Now I will let you out if you really need to go. But... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's but... funny is is uh, when I first started doing this a long time ago is is yeah we were like oh we'd go all night long but and now it's like okay you know we go to like midnight one o'clock in the morning and then you know that's pretty much it because if okay. even if you listen to the <laughs> eyewitnesses reports it, it very seldom do you hear something that's in that time period I know it's the witch an hour and all that other crap but yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah but you know if you recorded paranormal activity is very low during that peak time. It's just cooler because it's cooler to be up at that late at night <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to give everybody an opportunity to, oh, yeah, to yeah, go as yeah, long as they, as they want. And, yep. uh, and, but you know as well as I do, like you say, come around one thirty, two o'clock, they're pooped out. Yeah, and they're, ready, like, oh, they're ready. They're to, ready to, to hit the, hit the sack. <laughs> caffeine, get my caffeine, my blankie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very, it's very cool still. You know, to be there at that hour oh, yeah. to, um, you know, and it's like, there's nothing else going on. Okay. It's, it's still, it's quiet. Um, so, you know, your juices get going. <laughs> uh, and now, it's, it is exciting. Now, Doug, so. you have a Paracon that's coming up uh, It's this weekend, is it? I Am do. I yeah, week? Friday. Yeah, so um, why, don't, why don't we definitely talk about this a little bit? So uh, Sure. Uh, are there tickets still available, first of all, before we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, there's tickets still available. The only thing that's not available is we do a, a Friday night. I don't know if you know anything about Virginia City. Um, not really. It, the, nope. place is, the place is amazing. It's an, it's an old, uh, another um, a mining town in, uh, mm-hmm. in Virginia City, Nevada. Uh, and um, it's uh, built back in the 1850s, 1860s. Um, this place, I don't know why, but it's it's pretty much as it was, you know, back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. People that live there dress in Western old-fashioned garb and oh. walk the streets. <laughs> really? We even, had, we even have miners walking around with their donkeys. Yeah, so it's, I don't know if that's <laughs> yes, we do, and I don't know if that's if that's one reason why the spirits are so active there, because they're they're just feeling, you know, they're seeing um, people in their own natural garb or right. clothing, and okay. and just feeling more comfortable. But we can go into any shop location in that town, and they'll start telling you about their ghost stories. Um, oh my God. But there is a um, one of the locations, if you've ever watched uh, uh, Ghost Adventures, uh, you mm-hmm. might have seen them, uh, the boys up there in the Washington right. Millionaires Club. And um, they did a lot of, of uh, work up there with uh, Debbie and uh, Constantino, and oh, Mark yeah. and Debbie Constantino. 
No. Bless your um, soul. What's that? Bless your soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so we we're uh, going to be having um, um, investigations up there on Friday night as well, and that's the only thing that's sold out. Uh, but everything else, the conference, um, the meet and greet, which is Friday night, uh, the conference itself, which is Saturday, the vendors, and then the after hours with the different locations that we have um, investigating Saturday night into Sunday morning. So okay, so, so your typical uh, conference that you run, Doug, uh, what, what, it's, mm -hmm. what is it? Uh, really comprised of? I mean, what's the, you must have a, like a plan how it works. And, and uh, so can you give us like a, a, you know, a little shot synopsis of the uh, schedule, for instance, of, of this sure. one and the other one? I see George Zaffis is going to be there too, by the way. Yeah, yeah John, John's going to be at this one uh, yeah. here in uh, Virginia City. Mm -hmm. um, well, pretty much uh, the, there's two types of, of conferences I put on. And this one, it, I, it's the full bore. So we go uh, Friday night. Normally we'll have a meet and greet, a catered meet and greet, um, with finger food and stuff like that, buy your own booze uh, at uh, um, designated location. Usually that goes from six to nine. Then, mm -hmm. um, if at all possible, like here, um, we have people doing um, investigating the uh, Washington Millionaires Club from nine to eleven and eleven to one. That's Friday. That's Friday. That takes care of Friday. Saturday yeah. we come in, vendors set up at usually about eight, eight thirty in the morning. Open the doors at nine. Uh, we start speakers normally at ten o'clock, and we give them about forty-five minutes to an hour to to do their, you know, their lectures. Right. Uh, I think I have about eight or nine speakers at this particular uh, event this weekend. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll go halfway through. We'll have our lunch break. They'll come back and we'll start again. Uh, now, again, I don't know if you know of, of Michael and Marty Perry, um, very famous um, mm -hmm. husband and wife team that, that do um, um, gallery readings and things of that nature. Um, okay. Both of them are, are very talented psychic mediums, but um, Marty um, will draw the spirit that Michael's talking to. And then oh, they'll, cool. they'll reach out to the audience, and oh, so, so um, he's a psychic so, goddess. Then. What's that? So he's a psychic goddess. She is, yeah. Marty's is. a psychic artist, and Michael is the one uh, oh, okay, that's right. communicating mainly with the the spirits, and it's usually spirits that that they're of loved ones that are sitting in the gallery and stuff. Uh, oh, amazing! Okay. It's amazing what they come up with, and. Uh, it's a lot of fun as well. So uh, they will be, after all the speakers, they'll be doing their gallery reading. Uh, take your lunch break, or I'm sorry, your dinner break. And then after that, uh, we regroup at uh, 9.30. Um, everybody's assigned different locations. We have four locations uh, that we're investigating. Uh, we're investigating the Bonanza Saloon, the uh, Silver Queen Hotel, um, the... Uh, the Washu Saloon, and what else? Oh, the, the McKay Mansion uh, we're, mm -hmm. we're investigating. So what I normally do is when they do their check-ins uh, Friday or Saturday morning, um, mm -hmm. I'll, we'll assign them to different groups, A, B, C, and D. So, okay. uh, 
So that night, when we were investigating Saturday night, A team was supposed to, should meet up here. B team should meet up uh-huh. here. So they know where okay. they're going. So we got them, got them there at the locations, 930, group them all together, do your protection prayers, and at 10 <laughs> o'clock, they're, they're off doing their investigations. Now, we rotate them hourly. Every hour, oh, cool. we rotate yeah. to the next location. So now they got a chance to do get a little taste. It's not a full board lockdown investigation, oh, that's of course. Cool. But it's but they get a taste of of the place, and it's amazing what in just this little hour's time, some of the uh, of the evidence that they do come up with with EVPs and mm-hmm. or or video or, or just you know just taking snapshots photos. Uh, very amazing stuff that they come up with. So it's kind of a two-sided sword. Yes, it's a Paracon investigation. You don't get, you know, three or four hours in one location. You get a little taste of it. And then you can come back again another time and do a private investigation because they all love for you to come back and, and they'll cater to your needs and desires. Every one of the places will do private investigations. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great that's, that you get you get yeah. to do four four investigations in one night. That's cool. Yeah, we we keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love that. That's great. Very now, very cool. The the other thing I was going to ask you about is that you have been investigating for uh, many many years, and and you have your own team. Uh, how do you conduct your your investigations? Well, you know, here's the thing about. Teams, teams come and go. I don't know if you if you are have a team yourself or been a part of a team. It's like mm-hmm. anything else. It uh, you get a group, um, you you start feeling comfortable. You get uh, people going in the right direction or the direction you want to go, and then uh, they kind of outgrow their team or people move or whatever it is. So it's kind of hard for me uh, and anybody else that has a team. I, I think they know what I'm talking about. It's very hard to keep a team um, going in the right direction. So mm-hmm. uh, as of now, um, I have uh, about three, four people on my team. Um, and what we do is I normally handle pretty much most of our cases, lesser fun cases, you know, areas mm-hmm. that we already know all about. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, 
I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Douglas Carnahan. Woo-hoo. Rebecca, when you're going to go to commercial, you go to commercial. That's just it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we, just, we never got the cues, so I'm, I'm not going to follow my sword on this one. <laughs> uh, we never got the cues on it, so that's, we'll just, uh, we'll just uh, see we'll blame We'll blame the intern. No, we blame oh, the curse of the photograph. We blast blame the curse of the photograph. It, yeah, it okay. Let's, let's blame that. Let's do that. Anyways, uh, so anyway, okay. we were talking saying, when we when we when we go into to residentials or or businesses yeah, that are having issues. My my forte is I, I deal normally with the the dark and negative entities. Uh, that was my uh, that's been my my forte ever since. I started in the field uh, really? from my very first uh, um, interaction. Um, my first, uh, my first take on on um, the paranormal as well, as well as my adulthood back in the mid, early to mid '80s, uh, before we had radio shows like this, before we had uh, personalized computers, before we had anything. Um, <laughs> and I was involved in a uh, for six months um, with a demonic entity. That was uh, went from pushing one night to six months later, scratching, biting, choking, wow. and lifting me up and throwing me across the room like a rag doll, almost on a nightly basis. Thank uh, God. Where was this? Where was, did this? Where was this happening? This was happening uh, in my townhouse in Fremont, California, back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but back then, if you recall, um, this was a taboo subject. You don't go out and talk to people. Right. about ghosts and spirits and because they look at you like you're out of your mind. So, mm-hmm. um, I so true. found out very soon that this is something that I needed to address on my own. Um, I wouldn't advise people and I don't advise people nowadays um, when I come up against something of this nature to do what I do. Cause I just stood there and taunted it on and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> suffer the consequences. But in the long run, uh, that particular battle, uh, I won, uh, mm-hmm. but the war is still raging, as it always does. So mm-hmm. that was my introduction in, into the field many, many, many years ago. And what I was, would, I would do after that is, well, I decided, you know, I need to find out what happened, how this happened, why right. did it happen, mm-hmm. uh, educate myself, mm-hmm. um, and basically what I did. Back then, again, only thing we had was like metaphysical bookstores. So I went to a metaphysical bookstore and I would put little flyers out that uh, if you believe you have a haunting, if you need help, have any questions, maybe I can help you. And uh, my phone started ringing off the hook, um, <laughs> left and right. So, because I, I guess I was the only game in town back in the day. <laughs> uh, 
so um, so I've had well over 700 uh, cases uh, in that time Holy frame, crap. and have had um, uh, six of those cases have been documented uh, demonic cases where we had to bring the church and and or a, a legitimate uh, demonologist in to uh, to help the families. Wow. So I've That's been I've been involved in quite some time. Um, and that's, again, that's normally what I deal with is, is negative entities um, and identifying different spirits um, mm-hmm. is kind of what I do as well. So we you're self-taught, a, though, right? What's that? You're self-taught? You're self-taught? Well, I'm self-taught to, uh, to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm not stupid enough to believe that I can't learn from other people. So I've, <laughs> so I've, I've um, read a lot. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to John and other people, you know, that have been in the field as long as I have, and uh, and have over the years, um, you know, have my own way of doing things, pretty much. And so far, I've been fairly successful. Oh, there you go. So, did you ever find out what? this presence was that was um, attacking you? Did you get, ever get well, a backstory to that history? Yeah, it was, I'm sorry? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a low-grade uh, demon. Um, but at that time, I didn't know what it was. Uh, to, to be honest with you, the first time I got up and walked across the, the roof, I was watching TV. Mm-hmm. A commercial came on, and I figured I was going to go and actually into the kitchen and grab a beer and come back and watch TV. Uh, yeah. I got up about three or four steps across the floor and got hit in the chest mm. with a, a force that almost knocked me down. And that was my first introduction. Hello, we're here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> right. But but I, I didn't grow up with, you know, in a haunted house. I didn't grow up uh, with, uh, you know, seeing um, entities or spirits as a child was not part of my vocabulary. I didn't dabble in it, didn't know anything about it. Mm. Um, it was just not something I, I dealt with. Um, mm. So I didn't know what this was. And, and it'd be, it's quite humorous now. But originally, <laughs> when I got hit and I could smell this this kind of burning in the air, I'm thinking, am I on, you know, my shirt on fire? What's going on here? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a dark and, and, and doomy night. No kidding, it was, and uh, <laughs> it was cold outside. It was a, it was a uh, a fall night. Had a little sprinkling rain outside, and and I thought seriously, I got hit by lightning. Oh my god! Because gosh. I couldn't figure out anything else that would that would leave a burning smell and almost right. knock me to the ground. Right. I had That's no true. no inkling of what this could have been. Logically, um, that's what you would make that you would make that assumption, you know. I I, I don't know if I would, if I was logic at that time at all. Well, I was just trying to figure out what the heck was going on. That's what your brain would come up with, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, exactly. As a non so, um, But this happened three times that night, and I figured out after the second time, this is not electricity. Or this is not <laughs> you know lightning. <laughs> I get struck by lightning. Not getting, you know, the light. I don't have my finger in the light socket. I, so, but um, but it would constantly had that like that burning smell, 
every time I got hit. And it was a, a funny, a funny um, sound. I don't know if you've ever heard this sound right before any kind of activities happen, but a popping sound in the atmosphere. Have you ever experienced that? Yes. I have not. Okay, good. And, and you know what that is, Ron, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I believe, personally, I believe that that's an entity coming into your, into your uh, veil. It's going through the veil, yeah. coming into your, your area. Um, and just like when, I don't know, you got your socks on and you're going across the, the carpet yeah. and you grab a, a doorknob, you go, get a little pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it's the same thing. I think they're, they're popping in. Um, and I learned a long time ago, you hear that pop, you, something's about to happen. So, um, so I kept hearing this, this popping noises, um, which was, which was a first for me as well. Um, when I, it happened three times that night. I, uh, I went to a couple of, uh, exorcisms with the, uh, Franciscan for the Catholic church. And mm-hmm. those, we heard that definitely at that, in each of those, yes. we heard that same sound. Yes. And that's the most, um, if you witness an actual exorcism, uh, as I have, yes. isn't that the yes. most bizarre thing you've ever seen in your life? Mm. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> Unbelievably terrifying. Um, so when, <laughs> when people say, hey, what do you do when you find a, a demonic entity? I say I back out very slowly. I mean, I, mm. <laughs> I, I, could, I tell people... I'm the foot doctor, okay? You need brain surgery. And I'm not a brain surgeon. So we got to go find us a brain surgeon. In other words, we got to get church involved or demonologist involved uh, that's replica and, um, and see what we can do to, to get them the hell out of here um, and get you your life back, basically. Um, so, so um, yeah, it's if you've experienced that, Ron, then you know what I but I mean, when I say it's, it's the most terrifying thing you can imagine. Yeah, but it, the interest, it's a, it, it is terrifying, but it's also pretty cool, too. I mean, when, when the final exorcism is, is completed and mm-hmm. everything, and if it's successful and you, you get that, that huge noise or rush uh, in the atmosphere where, where the, the demon is basically uh, driven from the the location, it it right. it's, it just changes the whole atmosphere changes. It's it's uh, exactly. I, you know I, I was on one where we actually it became uh, almost a, a floral smelling versus foul smelling from before. It, it just really mm-hmm. changed, and a lot of times it's like either a huge bang or a big pop too. That when it when it occurs when it's it's driven out as well. Yeah, and that's it, it's going popping back in, and hopefully back to where it belongs, um, right. and stay there <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. No, and and I I know that I understand that that feeling that and that sense. I mean, after six months of of going through my personal ordeal, um, yeah. coming down the the morning after one of the worst beatings I took. And, I, and, you know, you guys say, not you guys, but people say that Muhammad Ali, that he invented Ropadope. I invented Ropadope, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't help. But this Irish boy wasn't allowing anything to run me out of my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I was ready to stand up to it. But, uh-huh. um, 
And you asked the question, I just run my mouth off. Uh, you asked, yeah, like, um, did, yeah, did I know yeah. what did I know what this this was? Well, originally, um, I surmised that it was somebody that had passed away in this house, in this townhouse, and and uh, and didn't know it and saw me as an intruder. Oh. That was my first thought because it was just so violent. Some like to me, it was like somebody was trying to violently get me out, run mm-hmm. me out. Make me go. Now, back in the day, I went to the to the complex management and you know asked them about the person who lived there prior uh, uh, privacy acts. I, they wouldn't give me anything. Uh, yeah. I went to my neighbors and and asked them about the people that were there prior. Well, lo and behold, actually they were newer than me. So ah. uh, at the complex, so they didn't not know much help. about the people that were there. <laughs> no, not much help at all. But now. Uh, after 30 plus on years of being in the field, I, I totally understand. I know a human spirit uh, is can move objects, can push you, can you know move some things, and, and within reason. Um, but I've never seen or heard of a human spirit that was able to lift you up and shake you around like a rag doll. Pretty mm-hmm. much, uh, either a, a, a demonic demonic entity or if we're in a real nasty poltergeist type of activity and the host is really just totally distraught and we haven't got them any help yet, uh, possibly a poltergeist can, can rattle your cage that way as well. But mm-hmm. um, pretty much the only thing that's going to shake you around and, and has that kind of strength uh, would be a demonic entity. Uh, okay. So after years of just studying and and being involved in the field, uh, I pretty much came to that conclusion that that's what it was. And it wasn't getting what it wanted from me. It wasn't, I wasn't afraid of it. Uh, I was angry at it and I wasn't allowing it to win. And I think it just, I pretty much, when I say I won the battle, because mm-hmm. anybody that's ever dealt with any kind of demonic entity, I don't know if you know Bill Bean. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Bill will tell you, and I know Bill very well. Bill will tell you we're both we're both in the book. We're both <laughs> in the book because we have both been um, um, battling uh, demonic entities. We win right. those battles, but they know who we are. I mean, I've gone into cases when we have just walking in the door, uh, we have uh, EVPs going just just for the heck of it, and we'll hear Doug's here. You know, Doug's here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Full on. So. I just want to clear clear one thing up, Doug. Is when I said I I know Bill Bean, I know of of him, not him personally. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know if that came off the wrong way or not. But anyway, <laughs> I did want to clear that up. Uh, so what what to you what to you was one of the most fascinating places that uh, you were have been able to investigate, and why? Uh hmm. You know, um, it's funny that we're going in, in um, July to the uh, USS Salem. Uh, I, yeah. I'm drawn to ships. Now, oh, okay. I was, I'm a veteran, but I was, I was uh, um, with the uh, in, in the army. But uh, mm-hmm. my brother and my and my father were, were navy men. Uh, but I don't know why uh, I'm drawn to the ships. But we have a ship out here in the. Uh, 
San Francisco Bay Area called the USS Hornet. Um, yeah. And, and it is uh, a huge, huge aircraft carrier that's uh, docked out here. Now it's a museum. And um, I've been in the Hornet countless numbers of times. And it is just unbelievable how active the ship still is. If you didn't know it, you would uh, you would think it's still <laughs> it's still commissioned and it's still going. <laughs> the, the activity and the um, uh, full body apparitions of the sailors working or going from one unit to another uh, is amazing in this particular ship. Um, I've I've seen you know numerous um, full body ac- uh, apparitions. Their oh, interaction wow. is unbelievable. And do you do you think that uh, the investigations and the people going there help feed feed that activity and, and make it stronger? In other words, if they there weren't people there, you think it would fade away, or, or do you think because people go there a lot, it's it's actually getting stronger? Well, I think I think um, if we're talking about residual energy, I think the people. People's energy feeds that. So if we're just talking about residual, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I believe that, uh, that the interaction, the people's energy, getting all excited and, and, and grouping together, um, the heat and energy uh, feeds that residual energy, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, as far Makes as sense. Um, earthbound free will spirits, um, I don't, I don't know that it feeds them, um, and they're probably, I don't know the old saying, you know, if a, if a tree falls in the forest, you know, will it still make a sound? You're not there. Right. I still think they're active, maybe not as active, um, and, and it depends on who's investigating because you get jerks in there, you know, yeah. that are causing problems. And no wait, a minute, jer- wait a minute, jerks in the paranormal field? No way. <laughs> No way. <laughs> There's only one or two, but I, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you get you get people in there that are in there for the wrong reason, uh, causing problems, you know, stirring stuff up, just because. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to get a, a different um, type of uh, uh, comeback reaction than you would if you go in there. Personally, I go in there as being a serviceman, uh, thanking these spirits for their service to their country and, and letting them know that I'm a, a brother in arms. You know, I, right. I, I'm a veteran, a uh, combat veteran. I've been involved in, um, you know, uh, different things with the military, and, and I respect them. And I've, mm-hmm. and I've get, and then I get uh, interaction. I get full-body apparitions coming and, and giving me a nod or giving me a wave, kind of saying, you know, thank you, I respect you too. And uh, I just think it's, it's different styles, different reactions. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, unfortunately a lot of these, these TV shows damage uh, paranormal investigation as much as they help them. And I, I know some of the, the people that get the best EVPs like uh, Mark Nesbitt from uh, Gettysburg and, and uh, Mark, Nesb- uh, Mark Markowitz. And they're respectful. Mike Markowitz. Yeah, whatever. And 
they're respectful to the the spirits, and they seem to get better results because of that. And then the guys are saying, "What do you want? Who's here? What, you know, scare right. me, whatever." Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally. I totally. I mean, there's a time and place to 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 knuckle down and and you know and call them out, you know. But it's not it's not in places like Gettysburg. It's not in places where you know you're in their territory. They're not harming you. They're not hurting anybody. And you're coming to them, you know, you have to show some respect. Um, versus, you know, if I go into a house where there's a negative entity and we got to call them out, then, then we do it. But we don't do it just, you know, so we can get an EVP and go giggle and, and run back and put it on Facebook or something and say, look what I caught. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not, I don't put my, I don't put the evidence out there. And I've had a saying since day one. I'm not here to prove or disprove if the paranormal isn't, if there is or isn't paranormal activity it's to the world. I'm not, it doesn't matter to me if you're a believer or if you're not. I'm here to help the family. I'm here to help these, these people that are in dire need that, of finding out answers. That's what I'm here to do, not to prove to anybody, you know, if it exists or doesn't exist. We That's know good. it exists. Yeah. And that is and that is good. I wanted to ask you, Doug, and I know I I I'm just from your website. You're on hiatus from your uh, radio show right now. I know you have a paranormal radio show as well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, so, I took a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying. Yeah, I took a little bit of a break uh, yeah. for it. I wanted to I wanted to um, take some time and and write a book and and kind of share about my experiences and um, give give some people kind of a, you know, um, a heads up um, mm-hmm. that, you know, if, if you're getting involved in this field, get involved for the right reason. Uh, it It is, um, for me, I mean, I've been involved for, for so long. It, it's my life. It is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it, beca- it can become your life, but do, do it for the right reasons. Don't go out there and think you're going <laughs> to, you're doing it so you're going to get a TV show or you're going to make millions right. of dollars or yeah. this or that because there's only two you're people not. that got the gold ticket. And, uh, and my name's not Zach or, and it's not uh, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, Jason. Right. So, yeah, those, those guys were at the right place at the right time. And they're making their money anyway in production. They're not making it be on a TV show. They're making it through production. So, um, you know, it, it, that's not the right reason to go out and do what you're doing. you got to have a, um, a real desire um, to explore and want to get answers and, do, and, get, and help people, um, you know, get, get back to their lives. Because it can be very disruptive and uh, it can be dangerous as well. So you're writing your book, or you've written your book? Well, I'm writing it. I'm a slow writer. Right. You're right. So. Okay. But are, you still, are you still doing the radio show, or is that not? No, I, I, haven't, I haven't done the radio show for some, some time. Um, okay. You know, I don't really need to right now because I'm on your show, and I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was and just And I'm on somebody else's show the next day. No, I, I'm doing a lot of, doing a lot of interviews yeah. uh, myself. Um, I, do, I love the radio. I love uh, getting out there and, 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 and sharing information 
and talking to new people and sharing my story. It's uh, uh, sometimes it sounds like a parrot just saying things, same thing over and over and over. Um, <laughs> but I really do enjoy, um, you know, and that's that's why I started these paracons uh, to to bring new people in and have them, um, you know, meet other people in their area and uh, for one day at least not be a competition, be about, you know, being together. My, most of my paracons that are that are gone on, well, this one for uh, Virginia City is our ninth annual. So it's okay. more like, to me, it's more like a family reunion now than it is, you know, a paracon. So yeah, really you do see the to... same people. We say that at uh, Spirit Quest, we see the same people come back. Mm-hmm. And it is like a family. You're right. You know? Yeah, it's... Then, they, then they bring in new people, new yep. people, and then it just adds to the family. So at least, mm-hmm. again, for a weekend or whatever, you're not, you know, that's my territory. No, that's my house. Uh, you know, you don't hear all that stuff. So... <laughs> <laughs> it, but, is, uh, it is great, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wanted to find out more information about you, Doug, where could they do that? Well, they can just call you. No, they can, they can uh, you know, um, uh, I'm on, unfortunately, I'm on Facebook a lot, so they can just, uh, they want to friend me or just message me. Mm-hmm. That's the doorbell, which means we're about, about out of time. It's just okay. pizza from the dead. Yeah. Oh, Two minutes. I didn't know if we were going to another commercial. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, just they can message me or, or check me out at Douglas M. Carnahan on Facebook or my website, which is uh, dmcarnahanpi.com, uh, and that will get you all my contact information. There tell you a little bit about who I am, a little bio, and uh, some lovely pictures of my dog and me. Okay. okay, so before we go, I do want to mention a couple things for our listeners, and that's that I'll be this Saturday, I'll be at the uh, Drakeit Library uh, for Local Authors Night. Uh, come in, drop by, say hi. I'll be talking about my books. Uh, on May 15th, we will be doing the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt for a fundraiser for VZ Memorial Park, and uh, you can go to my website, Any Ghost Project com to uh, get more information on those events and of course spirit quest this fall with uh, steve parsons and the crew from the uk and the rest of the guys from around here so check that all out anygoesproject.com guys and girls girls is whatever guys to me is all the same guys girls yeah whatever okay anyway yeah. Okay. So, Doug, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Check out his Paracon. If you're not doing anything this weekend uh, and you want to go to Virginia City, I want to, but yeah. it might be too late. <laughs> kind of a hike. Kind of a hike for us well, next in year. New England. But... You can plan for next year. Uh, <laughs> wow. Sounds awesome. Yeah. As I mentioned, well, I appreciate that you guys. Thanks, thanks for having yeah, me on the show. You. I really uh, enjoyed talking to you guys. Oh, All right. Thank you, Doug. Have a good Doug, night. you're so welcome. Nice to talk to you. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure, be sure, be sure, whatever that, ever hell that is. <laughs> be sure to tune in next week when we have, and I'm looking forward to an interesting guest who, we're going to talk about Edgar Allan Poe, goes yeah. to the Hudson Valley and cemeteries. cemetery tours. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So tune in next week. Good night. And God bless, everyone. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.